Right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534. Or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at aftermath.media. You are listening to Ground Zero. I'm Clyde Lewis. The numbers to call tonight, 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. We had a little bit of a technical glitch in the first segment, and so we're live. Before we were a little recorded, now we're live. Uh, just a, a studio malfunction that we need to take care of, but it's back to normal now. We're, glad, we're really happy to be here tonight. So while I was doing the report on the... Um, Recent cattle mutilations in Texas, I was looking over so many different ideas as to who or what is carrying out these, you know, the killing of these cows, uh, farm animals. Now, if it isn't the government, if it isn't rogue biolab rustlers or aliens, well, we have another idea. And we have an idea that this type of attack could be carried out by an as of yet uh, unknown predator. And of course, it could always, well, it could always be unknown predator but the exact nature of the cuts and the removal of the vital organs well i would assume that that would require a bit of intelligence to do that right so which again brings us back to the whole alien explanation as to what happened to those cows in texas but as i said during the show we did about the mutilations there's always el chupacabra i said what about the chupacabra he says "Ah, that's a big animal i don't think the chupacabra could handle but you know who knows? I mean, I, I recently watched a very, I'd, I'd call it cutesy movie. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, cutesy has its place, but it was on Netflix. It was called Chupa. It's about the Chupacabra. But it was uh, sort of this disney story of the Chupacabra. But I love the, the whole idea, the way it captured the Latina or Latino family value type uh, attitude where, you know, the family is most important. It's a connection and I like that because it, that we need to have more shows dealing with family. But uh, these th- this farmer or this uh, guy who used to be a, a luchador, he was a lucha libre guy, he, he, he uh, has his farm and they discover a chupacabra on the farm. And they there's a need to protect it from an aggressive hunter that needs its blood for, get this, a pharmaceutical company. Or we were saying that, Maybe the cattle mutilations have something to do with the blood uh, and uh, things they need for pharmaceuticals and vaccines. Well, this chupacabra, apparently, according to the hunter, had these qualities of the blood that need to be, you know, extracted. 
don't know if you know this or not, but I thought uh, about this. But goats apparently cannot get the AIDS virus. And I was thinking that's what they were getting at, is that if this creature sucks the blood of goats, then maybe it has this whatever they need, this protein or whatever, to eliminate the AIDS virus. But apparently, as I said, the chupacabra in this story has healing qualities in its blood. So while the little chupacabra is as adorable as baby Yoda, which it is, the family of chupacabra are very big, and they look like mountain lions with wings. They're just terrifying. Uh, and of course, I often pictured the chupacabra. Uh, the chupacabra. I, I, I pictured it as being a creature who would be more like a wolf or a dog. Or you know, we've talked about the rugaru before. You know, the rugaru is like a skinwalker, uh, or what we'd call the native version of a werewolf or a dogman or something of that nature. Now, legend says that the rugaru prowls Louisiana swamps to hunt down Catholics who don't observe Lent and children who don't behave. But the French pronunciation referring to the swamp monster is loup garou. And loup, of course, is the French word for wolf and garou, loup garou, werewolf. So the legend or the reality of this creature sounds a bit like the skinwalker or how we talk about werewolves. But it's not a werewolf because they describe it in many ways. But the legend goes back. We are talking about man canines, 16th century French, uh, French and the French Canadians. And they, for somehow, they were spinning these tales of upright walking wolf men or, or dog men. And so, it, and as the legend passes down from generation to generation, it gets into the southern part of the world. We may want to consider that the chupacabra is similar to the swamp creature that appears to be a wild dog in Louisiana. I, I love uh, I love studying monsters. It's one of those things I love doing, monsters and crypto creatures. But a lot of these monsters and crypto creatures sometimes get downplayed. Uh, and it's, it's about trying to understand what the creature is. It's not that, and it, it always bothers me when people say, well, that's not a chupacabra. And I always say, well, what does a chupacabra look like? You know, what can we compare it to? I think people want to find it to be uh, an animal or creature that is not of this world. And it's not necessarily so. It could be a creature or an animal that we haven't discovered yet. But it's outrageous, you know, to think of it being a chimera with wings and talons like a dinosaur or whatever. But that's the thing is that there are experts who investigate the possibility that some of these creatures are supernatural in nature or they are the product of a rogue manifestation or a mutation. See, we have to expand our our ideas here because I I think we, I think we over, uh, I think we overestimate the possibility of a creature of this kind being supernatural. I say the same thing for Bigfoot. I say the same thing for Mothman. I say the same thing for any other cryptid I talk about in this program, uh, unless it sounds too outrageous to be true. Unless there's a logical explanation, or somebody has mistaken something for something else. It's like there was always the, the theory that Mothman was nothing more than a huge owl. They didn't know what it was. And then we have La Lechusa, which is an owl, a, a Latino version of this, La Lechusa. But there were other, you know, stories of a black-winged creature that would show up before disasters, like in Germany or before the World Trade Center collapse, or the blackbird of Chernobyl flying around, you know, sort of a portent or, a, a you know, some sort of an omen of what 
bad could happen. And so when we have the chupacabra, the chupacabra is something that is the goat sucker, but that that's just what it does. It's not what it is, and it's not there won't be some nomenclature called chupacabra. It'll be it'll be something like a wild dog or a monkey or or maybe even a creature that uh, is a mutation of something else. It's common knowledge that in the shadows, there are monstrosities, there are creatures, there are souls filled with evil intent, of course. Creatures exist that crawl from the shade. And many have been mentioned as they, 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 they are they. They are they that live in the shadow world or they crawl out of the bowels of the abyss to attack human beings in their sleep. And this abyss is much darker, more ominous than the prime material plane. It's filled with a diverse population of creatures of its own creation or from the various other planes, both fair and foul. And true believers know that these creatures are called the blood feeders. And they take on many different descriptions. For the longest time, they wait for their moment. They wait for that moment where they can jump out and strike. And this is why they're so intriguing. This is why they take us by surprise. And the only thing we can go on is how they look in the dark. Unless you see one in the bright of day, and some people have, but I'm just saying that in the dark, your eyes can play tricks on you. And you think that one thing looks like another thing, looks like another thing, and immediately you have different versions of a story that's linked to the same creature. And that's why I'm saying Skinwalker, El Chupacabra, Rougarou, Alechusa, all of these creatures are still spoken of in other areas of the planet, other areas of the world. But in Latin America, Mexico, Texas, El Chupacabra, is the topic of the night. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.